Wait, wait, wait. You've had the word of the day for more than just this episode? Oh, there was like a bunch. There's like 10 episodes in a row where no one said the word potato. I was like, all right, I got to find a more common word, I guess. <laughs> I just, and then if somebody did so, I just would have been like, yeah! And there you would have been like, what? And be like, you said potato. I got to work on this. Right, Police I have mean- to sometimes learn by jumping off a ladder. Girls know not to go on it in the first place. My, my friend uses that analogy all the time. I said it's fair enough. That <laughs> yeah, is, dude. I think we've all been there. Years later, because I was—I mean, I had kids only five or six years younger than me at that point because I was so young. And I went up party with him at my sister's graduation five years after at college. <laughs> and he's like, Mr. W? Holy <laughs> you are my favorite teacher. I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> dude, that's great. It's like, that's man, that was like, that was like a prideful moment right there. It's like, oh, it's so good. To uh, see. Let's have some that, shots, you know? Let's go. Dude, that's let's great, though, man. 25. Plus, let's, let's party. Like, come on. Hello and welcome to the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by the one and only J-Dub Justin Richardson. And our guest today is the man, the myth, the legend, Pat Walsh. Let me tell you, uh, this is an incredible, this is incredible. This is what I love. This is guys being guys kind of stuff. I play basketball at LA Fitness before I go to the office on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Ended up like getting in with a crew of guys. Pat's one of those guys, man, and he's a you know good dude, and uh, you know plays ball hard and like just like just a good guys guy, and really just uh, been cool with him ever since he stepped into the gym and and you know like playing around, hanging out, and want to ask some of the guys if they wanted to be on the show. He's the first one that was like right away, man, happy to do it, love to help, and super excited to get him on. And man, what a show, Justin! What do you <laughs> yeah, think? Yeah, Pat's a go grab a beer guy, guy. He's a good guy. Dude, oh, totally, man. He's the best guy to just gra- go grab a beer with, hang out, chill. If you Great, need a beer dude. and you need a guy, pat your guy. He's awesome, man. He was absolutely awesome. I mean, no this is the quintessential, goes by fast, you know it's good. Yeah, this exactly. one flew by. It was nonstop. Great conversation the whole time. But yeah, no, this was a total guys night. Just guys being guys, talking about guy stuff. Growing up in the 90s, getting bloody noses, hanging out, having fun. This was a lot, lot of fun, Justin. What do you think? I think you're going to enjoy yourselves. Yeah, I really do too. So, all right. Without any further ado, this is The Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle. He's Jade of Justin Richardson. And our guest today is the one and only Pat Walsh. Enjoy. Share and subscribe. Hello and welcome to the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied today by the one and only J-Dub, Justin Richardson. On the show today, we have a senior program manager. He was originally lived in the Northeast Philadelphia, then moved out to Richboro, graduated from Council Rock High School in 2003. I was introduced to this gentleman at LA Fitness while playing a little b-ball, shooting some hoops, and he once told me that if I do something again, he will punch me directly in the face. <laughs> Super excited to have this guy on. Really pleased to get him here. Really good. Really excited to get this thing going. So let's get into it. 
Uh, Pat, hi, how are you? Thanks for being on. And before we get started, I'd just like to ask, what movie do you think is better, The Godfather Part 1 or The Godfather Part 2? Wow. You know, the acting cast is probably better in 2, but I think 1 is a better movie. I'll say that. Wow. Wow. That is an educated answer that you can't really argue with. (laughs) Man. (laughs) Justin loves hearing that. The first one, when he's getting his son baptized, is just perfect. There's really few scenes better than that 20-minute segment right there. That is tough. That is tough. When, When they get Mo Green in the eye, and oh, man, and the guy coming out of the church, and then they oh, get, I love uh, the way he the way he stops and like it's so dramatic the way he like pulls out the pistol drops on one knee and bang. Yeah. It's like saying would you rather have right leg or left leg though? I mean you can't go wrong. Right? Yeah, that is the point of the. It is such a fine line that does separate the two yeah. movies. You just got to pick a side yeah. and, and, and fight to the death over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, it is something that you're willing to fight to the death over. Usually, <laughs> I mean Justin's wrong a lot, but you know all of these questions is. I will fight you to the death. <laughs> Right. Uh, next question. When it comes to Cheetos, are you crunchy or are you puffed? Uh, I'll say crunchy. Damn right. You're going to say crunchy because you're not a wimp. Right, <laughs> Justin? I think my, my Cheetos choice makes me a wimp, but uh, it does make me a puff boy, which does not come across very masculinely. I'll tell you, we've we've had some we had some tough sons of bitches on this show. <laughs> I know. It turned out to be puff boys, and I was really surprised about that. Pretty sure we have a yeah. Navy SEAL who's a puff boy, so couldn't believe it. Wouldn't yeah, yeah. But <laughs> what are you gonna do? All right. Next question. Pancakes or waffles, Pat? I'm a pancake man. Ooh, a flapjack. Fellow flapjack guy, J Dub. Damn right. Fellow flapjacker. Dude, Remember yeah. uh the Paul Bunyan in the uh in the book or the cover or whatever the artwork yeah. was where the, the human beings have uh blocks of butter skate. for for skates yeah. and they just yeah. skate around with the butter i always thought that yeah. was ah oh, oh, dude paul bunyan with the flapjacks and the blue ox named babe i mean come on who doesn't want a 45 pound pancake dude i'll tell you too i was always a big kid coming up pat i don't know if you experienced this but i was always a big kid I always kind of looked up to paul bunyan no doubt yeah big shout out to him big fan i was happy to see oliver platt played him in the movie yes uh but yeah all right next question then who do you like better Chevy Chase or Bill Murray? Oh, Bill Murray. Yeah. yeah. Goddamn right, Bill Murray. We don't get a lot of Chevys. Don't get a lot of Chevys. Two porn stars, oh, said yeah. Chevy. But uh, <laughs> not a lot of Chevys. <laughs> not a lot of Chevys. But yeah, no. Super, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Do you? Uh, are you a gamer, Pat? Yeah, I, I do. I dabble. I was. All right. When I was younger. Sure, sure. Xbox or PlayStation? Oh, God. Uh, I mean, I had the original PlayStation, but I've... I've gone more towards xbox but i think now i mean i have everything i have three boys at home so we have every system that oh, yeah 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 pick one you have anything to I'll keep say xbox if i were to have you know gun to head i'll say xbox back on the team love it love it man three boys at home what kind i mean i'll say this uh i was in third grade and we had sega genesis the old sega sega right. genesis right and we had one game and it was sonic the hedgehog <laughs> right great game all-timer all-timer yep. right and I would wake on Saturday, like the day before, you know, like we had it where if you if you get a game over, your turn's over. You know what I mean? Like then you have, to, you know, you know how the deal game over turns over. Right. And I remember like I would always suck at it, but then I would never get a chance to play because my brother would get it. And he'd be like, God, I got to wait forever. This fucking, you know, this guy. So I was like, all right, Saturday, I'm going to wake up early before everyone and I'm going to come down and I'm get some practice in. Doesn't matter how many game overs I get, get some practice. And I came down and for I guess we had we shared a room. So maybe I must have woken him up. 
But I came down and like I'm starting and then he comes down and he's on the couch the whole time. Just like yapping, yapping. And I get a game over and I was just like, F you. And I threw the controller at him. But for those young kids, they don't know. Back then, controllers used to have a cord on them and the cord was attached to the to the unit. Oh. Right. So, and I threw the threw the controller at him and it pulls the unit off the wall, falls down, breaks, broke the Sega. Oh man, I'm sure your parents <laughs> yeah. were pumped. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that was a that was a that was a rough so that, breakfast. Both of my older ones have thrown controllers at each other at least multiple times. That's Can't just happen. boys Can't are gonna be boys. Happen. Yeah, yeah. Right. Can't be throwing right. controllers. It's chaos. Yeah. I mean, has I mean, it happened, you know. yes, but I mean you can't do it. Got a lot those switch controllers are 60, 70 bucks now. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, I could not agree more. I mean do you think all right, all right? I know we're bird walking a little bit, but is there a game? I mean, I'm trying to think of a game that has caused me more frustration that would cause me to break controllers. There's one game that comes to mind for me, and it's Madden, right? Like all so many games. times. Oh, Blitz. Madden, Blitz, Mario Kart, Mario Kart, Game so. Day, Game Day '98. The one with Jerome Bettis on the cover. That's when I first uh, like fell in love with sports games. Uh, found internal rage that has still burned inside of me today. LOCE, the original Combat Evolved. That, mm. When I was in college, that was the biggest shit around. And that's before there was all, like, that's why when Halo 2 came out when I was a sophomore in college, it was like the biggest ever. It pretty much changed yeah. gaming since then. Um, True. Xbox Live. That, right? that, that was the first time Xbox. I truly was like, oh, wow, everyone F bombs each other about video games. Okay, let's just <laughs> get in, let's just get raged. Okay, great. All right. <laughs> Dude, the, the the like the slurs and the cursing it's you heard these five oh. foot two you know white kids saying all this race it's like and you it's... would never say that in real life you'd get killed. it's a six on six barrage of just people trying to say the most offensive thing they can with really the 45 <laughs> second matchmaking screen yeah this Dude, is the only time I have, and I want you to know that I hate you. Yeah, it's true. It's like, no. how bad is your life that you have to come on here and say? Well, Plus, too, they're saying it to like they're saying the like this the username. So I remember <laughs> mine was Bass Yapper. So he'd be like, Bass Yapper, you're such a cum guzzler. I'm like, okay, Bass Bass Yapper is. I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, brutal, man. Well, yeah, no, and my last name is Walsh, so I was Walshy with an IE. Well. Come to come to learn that Walshy with a Y is like the best Halo player in the world when I was younger. It's like, oh great. So everyone thinks I'm just posing off these guys. <laughs> Here we go. You know, it's like I'm not changing at this point, but yeah. yeah. No. I mean, why would you? But yeah, damn, that's too funny. But yeah, dude, I'll tell you, I remember like I had buddies that like I remember my one buddy went to Westchester and he called me one night because he was he was playing a game against like a 10-year-old kid, and he said he got the kid grounded. Because he was yelling at him, and the mom walked in, and she's like, "You're not playing this game anymore." And you're, you know what I mean? Because he's just like berating well, these ten-year-old kids. kids if they play in Fortnite. It's just party only. I want like they're my twelve-year-old's just old enough where he's starting to be introduced to a little bit, but like you know, the other two, no chance. It's like nope, only your friends and your party. That's it. It's the only people. Yeah. Hey, how would you like to hear the N word fifteen times? <laughs> A bunch of racist and homophobic slurs, real fast. <laughs> Dude, it is great. I mean, like we were—I I know, like—but it, it's different. It's crazy now because I know we're still bird walking, but like, if now, like, a lot of like the hangout time is done like online. You know what I mean? Like, 
in like a gaming session where like dude back in the day we'd like get on our bikes and like go to the woods or something you yeah. know what i mean and, then, and like we're cursing yeah. and lighting stuff on fire and like all this kind of you know saying all these stupid things and like talking about boobs and whatever you know what i mean like now it's so controlled under you know i mean but honestly it's a good thing because we were just awful children you know <laughs> it's so, it's a good thing to curse i think the world misses some of that at times you know true true i mean i miss seeing like like i don't think we'll ever see again i remember like it was legit like biker gangs of kids yep. right like will we ever see 12 kids on their bikes riding down the street anymore no, no you right? barely see i barely see anyone younger than 25 on a basketball court outside when it's nice it's only they're out there playing it's crazy true true you just Very see tw- uh 12 old men on 1500 bikes riding oh. together it's no longer kids on mongooses with another yeah, kid on the pegs on, yeah it's on a pub crawl most likely <laughs> oh my god dude no i we i live right by the 202 bypass yeah. and like yeah i mean i'm one of the i mean i ride my bike sometimes but i just see like it's all like spandex out and they have like you know ten thousand dollar trek bicycles. They got their sponsors. They're not competing. I don't know what the point of spending that kind of like more than like a grand to me is like. Oh my god, what is wrong with you? You're gonna ride this dude eight times a year. Like it's yeah, crazy. no, I lo- I couldn't agree more. I bought a used Cannondale. It's like a Cannondale R one thousand from it was from like nineteen ninety or something. And like if I'm blow by these guys on like a ten thousand dollar bike and they have like all the gear and i'm like buddy she just saved your money i don't know what to tell you you know but yeah no i couldn't agree more a bunch of bunch of posers all right but let's keep getting these questions uh next question uh what do you like better an amusement park or a water park amusement water park i'd rather just sit in a pool right right i mean if you're gonna you know if you're gonna get splashed around in a bucket of piss, like might as well just relax while you're doing it, right? I mean, there's some cool water t- parks out there, but it, to me, it's no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hear too? I mean, I know I'm dating us, but recently we talked about this on the weekend poppin', which is available every Friday at noon on the Working Perspectives podcast, uh, all podcast platforms, and YouTube at Working Perspectives podcast. But either way, on the most recent episode, we talked about this girl who went to Disney and at Typhoon Lagoon, she went down one of the rides. And she was wearing a one-piece bathing suit, and she got such a bad wedgie that she had, like, vaginal lacerations and er- internal bleeding, and she's suing Disney. Ooh, no. Yeah, crazy, right? So, yeah, that's water park story in a nutshell. <laughs> you know, that's just, you know, a water park right there. And need I say more? But, yep. And then last question, and probably the most important question you will be asked, is when it comes to eating wings, are you drums or are you flats? He's a flatman. He's a flatman. Easy to eat. Wow. Let's keep it moving then. So, all right. Bring back. So, what's that? Last thing. I got to bring back, uh, like, Pee Wee Herman in uh, respects to Paul Rubin, the word of the day. And then if the guest or you says it, we have to, like, I don't know. We got to figure out something to do for it. I mean, we'd all just wave our hands and scream like they did on Pee Wee's Playhouse. For every, uh, it was potato forever. And, like, nobody ever used the word potato. And I was like, all right, this is just, like, stupid. Because I've been sitting here getting drunk trying to remember the word potato. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You've had the word of the day for more than just this episode oh there was like a bunch there's like 10 episodes in a row where no one said the word potato and i was like all right i gotta find a more common word i guess <laughs> I just, and then if somebody did so that i just would have been like yeah and then you would have been like what and be like you said potato i gotta work on this <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. I mean, is there a word of the day today? Yeah, it's, it's so hard to choose. No, we don't have. I don't have one. I mean, okay. and then if I tell well, you, it ruins it because then you know. I mean, don't you don't have to tell us, but if there is one, I'm gonna make it up right know. now. Just anything. Okay. Any word you hear that you like, you can do that. <laughs> really, literally, you could spring the it on us anytime, and we'd have no. Okay, you wrote it down. Okay, proof then. Very good. All right, let's keep it moving then. So, like we said at the top of the show, Pat here. He was born in the Northeast Philadelphia, lived there until middle school. I was about eight or nine when we moved. Okay, (laughs) eight or nine. So, like, early elementary school. And then moved out. Okay, what uh, what part of the Northeast were you in? Um, Fox Chase. uh, Nice. What was that? Sorry? Tabor and Common Ave. Oh, okay. I know exactly where you're at. Very cool. Nice. Nice little area there. All right. Good. So, I mean, I haven't yeah. been there in a long time, but yeah, it used to be nice. I mean, you know, like when, uh, when my my wife grew up down there, too. She grew up, uh, you know, Cotman and Castor, we'll say, around that area. I don't want to give away the exact place, but uh, she grew up down there. And, like, I talked to her parents who still live down there. And they're like, when people own their houses and live down there, it was great. Everyone took care of their property. It looked nice. Like everyone kind of knew each other. There was like a neighborhood protection kind of feel, you know, like you watched out for the kids, you watched out for people's cars, stuff like that. But now all the houses are rented. And then a lot of the the owners want to get them section eight so that it's like they can Guaranteed rent them and check. really just not have to worry about yeah, it. Let the government, you know, with it. exactly. Dude literally that's all that's they, the hardest like, thing you can have it's like it's just money for no you know no bullshit it's crazy yeah like Dude, you know Garen, you're gonna actually get paid you don't yeah, ever have yeah. to worry about it it's gonna come right from the government it's the same with you know yeah. health insurance you know medicaids same way they pay right away mm-hmm. yeah yeah guaranteed check man that's all they want and like the you know it's not like there's any state regulations checking on the standards of the housing either so it's literally like I mean, I don't know how many people are living in this one house, but they legit like they put like a driveway in the alley and installed like a a fence and all like it was just nuts. I was like, no permits, nothing for like you guys didn't talk to anybody about this. You just did it, which is fine. Whatever. You know, can't get away with that stuff out here. I got an HOA. Oh, yeah. Suburbs are way different story with that stuff. Yeah. 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 But what are you going to do? Nice. Okay. So you live there till you're like uh, eight or nine. Did you get in any sports or anything down there? I played everything growing up. My dad got me in sports really young. I started playing sports when I was four and I pretty much haven't stopped. So nice. Yeah. I played soccer, basketball, football, um, street hockey baseball i played everything growing up and later like tennis golf bowling you name it i played it nice did you uh do you have any uh siblings i do i have two younger sisters okay oh that's tough (laughs) man you've always been the the man of the house huh it's nice that's tough i mean i have a i had an older sister right but to be honest she was like you know i would i felt bad for any guy that dated her you know what i mean but like to have two younger sisters that you kind of have to look out for now and and be the tough guy, like, ugh, it's got to be such a such a such a deal, huh? How do you like it? It was good. My sisters got along with most people, so they didn't cause too many problems. Nice. I didn't mind That's... being the only boy. Um, gave me perspective on women too. You know. True. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, that's something for sure that you get with having a sister. You get both perspectives. You get like, hey, first off, they're all crazy. There's no question, right? And then second, you know, they're, uh, they're you know, they're, you know. So they're uh, fa- uh, well, a guy I know uh, used to tell me he had a son and two daughters guy I worked with years ago. And he said, 
My son was hard to like 12 and then easy forever. My daughters were flip-flopped where they were great angels to about 12, 13. And then they've been hard since. <laughs> and they're oh. so it's like, oh man, I can imagine. <laughs> oh man. Well, you have three boys, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. How, so, I don't know how that happened. I thought I would be graced with four girls, but somehow I got three boys. Man, God bless you. I mean, I have a, I have a daughter and it's like, you know, I, I can I, like I see the difference between boys and girls a lot. Like when she'll go out and play with like the kids outside, like the boys there, like you see, like they are better athletically and stuff like that. You know, like they stop. girls will sit there and play nicely with each other. Boys are just wild all the time. Also, also they are dumber. Like there's no question about it. like there's this kid. God bless him. Honestly, like we we did the same activity with this kid and my daughter. Right. And they were trying to hit a baseball. And this kid was smoking it. And he's actually a little younger than my daughter. My daughter goes up, couldn't even figure out how to stand, right? But then this kid, while my daughter's trying to do it, he's running into a tree. <laughs> like, just running into the tree. I was like, this is the difference right here. That's, you know. Like, Boys I mean, have to sometimes learn by jumping off a ladder. Girls know not to go on it in the first place. That's why my, my friend uses that analogy all the time. I said it's fair enough. <laughs> that is, dude. I think we've all been there. My, uh, sure. my godson is like brilliant, like smart wise, very ahead of his age group and stuff. But also, one time when he was little, I watched him scoop a spider web and eat. Bam. I was like, hey, that's crazy. How about you don't do that? Don't eat spider webs. <laughs> Fucking uh... psychopath. <laughs> I mean, Tommy Boy, did you see paint chips as a kid? <laughs> I, I watched him scoop it, look at it, <laughs> put it in his mouth. I was like, God, damn. I mean, he was like four, but you know, so, old enough to know. Old enough to know. Yeah, I'm like, don't eat spider webs. That's nuts, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to try. I mean, the, dude, the amount of times you have to tell your child, your toddler, boy or girl, to not put stuff in their mouth is it's insanity. You'll go insane saying it, <laughs> you know, but. So wait, Pat, you touched on playing street hockey coming up, right? Yeah, that's one thing. that was definitely not my main sport, but I did play it a few times. But it's like, but it's something too, like one, Mighty Ducks, massive at the time. Let's talk about it. Mighty Ducks was all over the place, taking over the world. Dude, we used to play hockey all the time. All the no time. Plays it anymore. No one. I think that has a lot to do in this area, particularly with the Flyers success as well. <clears throat> I really do, because when we were young, you remember. I mean, they made a plus. Lindros. Straight seasons. Lindros. You know, you know, Recky, you know, Leclerc. He's had yeah. a ridiculous roster. And, like, ever since, it's been, ugh. It is the toughest. Yeah. yeah. It, what, hockey was also the toughest to coordinate because you did have to have the most stuff. But when yeah. you had everything, it was the best. Because yeah. we had yeah. the, the um, we had the, the, the actual, like, leg pads. Baseball mitt, mm -hmm. a goalie. Oh, so you yeah, the actual goalie get kit. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. We had the actual pads, like the leg pads. So it made it nice to just be able to drop down on the street. And yeah. then, yeah, that made it, yeah. Dude, awesome. dude honestly, but the same. But you would have like, it's like kids too that you, you didn't really like, but you're like, hey, this kid's got a net and he's got goalie pads. Okay. <laughs> let's get him and, you know, we'll, yeah, use we'll his put him in net. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah we'll kid. just whack balls at him all day. Hold but no, him dude. Net. Skating up the street. Like, oh yeah, my come god. Come on. <laughs> Dude. Hours out. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. I remember like I remember this one time this guy, he had a garage sale like near my house and he had like hockey sticks and, and hockey goalie pads, like the kids' ones, the plastic gimmicks. And we were like, This is the best day of our lives. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
It was great. But no, dude, I remember like everyone had like she had rollerblades too, you know, back in the day. Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't yeah, I hated playing running around. They were like, yeah. Hey, you want to push your roller, like, when everyone started getting rollerblades, it was a lot better, no doubt. Yeah, I would only Big play time. with rollerblades. A hell of a workout it. playing on your feet. It was like yeah. oh my God, it's not moving. <laughs> and remember, like yeah. we would do where like like three kids would have rollerblades and then like Four oh kids really? Would, oh, just be shoes, be, you know, because we just yeah. to play. Yeah, they, they <laughs> yeah. skate over your foot. You got broken toes. Yeah, I'm so. Yeah. uh I literally until the age of I, I don't know, maybe 15, would have bet anyone that goalies wore like special shoes and didn't wear skates. I maybe not 15, but like there was a long period of time where I thought goalies in the NHL wore like sneakers. I was like, no way, they have skates on. It's impossible. It's pretty incredible yeah. how good of an athlete they are. I mean, like oh. they can do with all that crap on. It's amazing. They're incredible. The dude, butterfly. their flexibility. Oh, man. It's awesome. Dude, when you see them, like, I've watched dude, some they're of their all that shit and squat down as much as they do. It's crazy. Uh, and to hop back up on their feet, like, in a spectacular I mean, yeah, Wah and Hasek, Hasek, when we were kids. Oh, my God. Yep. You guys were un- Who is the dude for the Devils? Dude, oh, Martin Martin Oh my yeah, God! So Shut the door. Too. Scott Stevens was such an ass, but he was so good. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, it was uh, dude. Bring it back. I remember. Yeah. Uh, dude, a couple of years ago, HBO did a uh, documentary on the Broad Street Bullies, and I loved awesome. seeing like the one. Yeah. Oh, so incredible! But the one saying they had like only the Pope saves more than Bernie Perron. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how great is that? Right? Like. You know, that hockey does have some stuff too. Like we had a pro hockey player on here. God, Justin, how long, I guess a year ago, year and a half, maybe. Um, but we had him on here and he's actually, uh, my, my brother's brother-in-law. So I don't okay. know what he would be for me, but he does like the Peloton gimmick. Right. Yeah. And like his score is off the oh, charts. Sure it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like dude, the hockey player's legs have to be crazy strong like Plus, out I think of this the most insane athletes out there i mean guys dive down and let their face get hit by 100 it's mile an hour clock. 82 That's games insane. like it's insane. as many games yeah many games as the nba dudes will get hit in the face and they just... get paid a tenth of the salary too which is yeah crazy. that's the other thing those yeah. guys just love the for game. the love i of respect the game. hockey players so much i really do dude plus two man like if you see like a basketball guy fall down on the court he's like oh my god it's wood but there's still a pad underneath dude the ice is unforgiving <laughs> there is yeah, the, the ice. Ain't no giving ice no and they are like black like, top like, frozen exactly <laughs> dude yeah and like could you imagine Socks, the a, worst service do you remember trail. chara the guy for the bruins oh, yeah. chara he was seven two on skates could you imagine that he could skate like up to like 25 miles per hour could you imagine that coming at you 25 and just railing you are you kidding me coming at you oh my god back when they still like let fighting happen in hockey you know oh yeah they barely fight anymore but when when, like the little goon would try and fight him and you just knock him out like two oh dude because his reach was just so much longer (laughs) i remember scotty hextall tried it one time and he was (laughs) like yeah that was a mistake yeah cardinal Hartnell, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hartnell. Uh, yeah. Hexall. Ron Hexall's the ghost. Uh, the goalie. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Scotty, Scotty Hartnell. 
dude, the Flyers, but even like when we made the run to the Stanley Cup and lost to Detroit with Lindros and Rob Brindamore, you know what I mean? Best, like that was one of the best hockey teams ever assembled though that night. Oh, but that also like, that roster, like, it's just not fair. It just isn't. Plus, too, like it was our, it would be our dads would have been the generation that were there when the Broad Street Bullies happened and took over the world, right? So I remember I was I was born in California and moved here when I was seven, right? Then one of my best friends, my one of my best friends even to this day, his dad took, like I was, you know, I was friends with him and they were going to a Flyers game and he was going to go and he was allowed to bring a friend and he brought me. And I remember we were going down there and he told us, he's like, okay, boys, here's the rules. And he was like, one, you're allowed to curse, but you're only allowed to curse at away fans, right? And you can yell whatever you want. And then, but once that's done, we're leaving. And you can yell at away fans all you want. Like, he was giving us a bit. So we're in there and we're like, hey, butthead. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yell at the away fans. I remember we played the New Jersey Devils. We won three to nothing, right? And I'm like, and like, I just witnessed like madness because we're in the upper level. This was at the spectrum. You know what I mean? Like we're in the upper level of the spectrum and I see just this madness going on with like these adults just like terrorizing other adults. Then we're leaving and I see Flyers fans are flipping over a Devils fans car in the parking lot. Right? Like that's the level of fandom that we were introduced to as kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> I remember and it's just... games at that age were the same. My dad's like, don't repeat anything you were going to hear in here. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> Back when they used to have the plastic bottles, I could still remember up in the nosebleeds. Oh, they were playing yeah. like the Rams. This is when Reed like first came and we were starting at good. And I don't know, McNabb threw a pick and I just remember it. Hailing fucking bottles down to the lower oh. section. It was like, oh my god, look what the Dude. fuck is going on. Now uh, the link is way more white collar than that. You don't see that too often. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, yeah you're the not, jail's not, not like, really packed in this. Well, it's anymore. a lot more expensive. They've gotten a lot. Of that. <laughs> They've tried to get rid of a lot of that clientele. I think. I always thought, yeah. I always thought it was insane to wear the opposition's jersey is one thing, but to leave like the bumper sticker. Or like a flag on your car outside the stadium. Insane. Yeah, when you're the away team, you're dumb yeah. as hell. Don't do that. Yeah. Even Stupid. if they're not going to touch your car, if I'm hammered enough, I'm going to spit on your car just because I'm a jerk yeah. deep down inside. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And if I got to piss, I'm pissing on your yeah, car. Yeah, thousand percent. You'd be like, you're st- like, <laughs> I'm just going to spit on your car because you're dumb. Yeah. No, I dude, agree. Honestly. I always thought it was asinine. Any big city, it's like, why are you going to go tempt a fifty thousand person group of people? Yeah, you're just <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? No, you'd be like, why I, would you do that? And you'd be like, am I really at fault here? Am I wrong? Yeah, that that's dude, offensive. A... That car was mean. Yeah. To that, me. that guy needed attention. It's his fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God that guy didn't have a lot lose. of friends growing up, so he had to be an antagonist to get people to talk to him. You know what I? We always say about the Cowboys fans. We're like, eh, yeah, yeah. He just yeah. needed attention. Yeah, you had a tough time yeah. making friends. You huh, started buddy? it. Yeah, no, dude. That's you're, dude. You're a thousand percent right. I'll tell you this though. Yeah, I think there's a clip out now. I mean, I had season tickets to the Eagles for 12 years, and every anytime there was snow, like remnants of snow, right? They'd have it like piled up, like you know, so you could walk, bro. I remember, I think we were playing San Francisco, and I believe there's still a video out, right? It was like I our seats were at the very beginning of the second level, right, of the upper level, I guess, like right above the uh, the sweet sec, the sweet level. Right. And I remember looking over and you could look down and I saw like there's these two uh, like jerseys for San Francisco fans. And there was like maybe like a three seat oh, barrier of empty seats around them. Yeah. And it was just 
dude, if you, I've, I think the videos on YouTube, it is literally like nonstop. Like, it, I mean, thousands of <laughs> snowballs being thrown at these guys, just being pelt, and we won. And we were like murdering San Francisco, yeah. and these guys just got like demolished. And I just remember like looking down and be like, "Oh man, they're killing them." And then like watch the whole third quarter and look down like, "Oh, they're still going!" Oh my god, you know. And then the circle just gets bigger. But yeah, that's just hey man. In a way, like you know, it is what it is. But I love it. I love yeah. like that. I love we have passionate sports fans. Like I like all big city sports fans because it means they're passionate. You know, in right. soccer they separate them. You know. Yeah. They'll yeah. keep uh, like you can only sit in a certain section, which I I didn't realize until that's yeah. why they get so ruckus. Well, soccer, those fans are crazy. Like they'll yeah. actually like fight like fifty on fifty outside stadium. <laughs> right. We're gonna have a gang fight after the game. It's like what? You see, that is like the see. I don't know. Like exactly, if we did that for football, you are just now you're just putting everybody together, and you're like, all right, well, I hate that whole section. Instead of yeah. like the one or two random, because they do a good job of they do like undercover in, in at least at the link they'll do an undercover guy in like yeah. a Rams jersey and then if you call yeah. him an asshole they'll just kick you right out of the stadium they'll walk you right out and you can't get back. Well, in. and if they see anyone from the away fans that isn't an undercover, they tend to be like, "You're either moving sections or we're going to walk you out." Right, you're just right. Start shit, and I'm not kicking this whole section out because you're being a dick. Like, yeah, like dude, if you're going to yeah. rile up these animals, you're going to get thrown out, dude. If you're standing up doing this thing, yeah. you know, like, you, dude, you don't got to ask hard. Okay, you're going to get it. I don't understand what the premise of going to an away stadium is, and us like yeah. with a big group, it just doesn't make sense. To me. Right? Yeah. Like if it's if you're yeah, I couldn't. If you're Bay, Carlin, game, I guess pre-pandemic, and it was a nice stadium, it was cool, but it was eerie how nice everyone was. I'm like, where the fuck? where like <laughs> where was this at? On? Everyone's like, oh, how you doing? How's the trip? What? <laughs> like why is this wait, wait. f bombing me right now? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Did you not just tell me to go fuck myself? Who are you? What's your like, problem? Where, what world am I in? But they're all just very nice and they, they have nothing to do with drink and watch football. So you know. Hey, thanks for what, coming. What was out. that Green Bay you said? Yeah, Green Bay. Very nice fan. Too nice. Yeah. Was, well they nice. own the they own the uh the team. That's what the one team well, yeah, yeah. it's like uh fan owned or whatever. Dude, stadium, I'll tell you. It's like imagine like a super big high school stadium. That's what it kind of reminds you of. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> It's also Wisconsin. Yeah, they're just uh, yeah. There's nothing up. Yeah, there, like remember Brett Favre? We're like, yep, yep. I remember Brett Favre. Like, yep. oh, remember yeah. Aaron? We're not talking to him, no. but we all, love the, him. all my true Packer people are like, nah, Aaron was all right. They're like Favre's. Favre's like God there. <laughs> oh, dude, he's the gunslinger, baby. You gotta love the gunslinger, dude. But I'll tell you too. I mean. Like, uh, I remember I went to a Notre Dame game and it was the first time I went and we were playing, they were playing Michigan state. And I remember we were there and like, there was like Michigan state fans, like in front of us and Michigan state scored and like, they stood up to clap and like, I got up and I was like, she said, you know, and like, as soon as I started yelling at him, the guy we were with was like, Hey, Hey, they don't do that stuff. I was like, don't do what? And they're like, no, you don't <laughs> yell at the other thing. Yeah. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Christ. It's very different than what we know here in the northeast yeah which i mean you know it honestly it, it makes it better it makes the game better better you know better a lot of aspects but okay so we got a little off track so you're growing up in the northeast and then when you're eight or nine you leave there and you head to the uh the suburbs uh like richboro area right how'd you like what was that like the transition from the northeast to the burbs yeah, it was extreme big it was extreme culture sack at first i mean i, I went yeah never really have seen a farm growing up outside of like a field trip to like 
Oh, wow, there's farms all over the place. And not to say like it was very rural. It was still a pretty suburb. It's way more populated even now. But, you know, you went from bars on your window and, and no grass on your schoolyard to um, basically the most beautiful school you'd ever seen with like three baseball fields, two different playgrounds. It's like, where the hell am I? Like, you know, it's like I'm not in Kansas anymore. Apparently it's, it's it was. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It's like, whoa, dad, look. Like, when'd you get rich? Like, what the hell? <laughs> You're like, Dad, did we hit the lottery? And no, and he's like, me, believe like, me, pal, we're still, we're still, we're doing okay, but we're barely scraping by to be here. I'm like, all right, fine. He's like, Thanks. you guys are going to have a better life. And it's like, kudos to you for doing that. So, yeah. There's so no, much dude. space in between all the buildings. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> nuts. Yeah. They're like, wait, we have more than just an alley we can play in? This is great. Why aren't the houses yeah. touching each other? Yeah. Yeah. I went from Northeast, which is nothing but row homes to like, yeah. wow, look at this big house I'm in. And no, it's not connected to anything except the garage. I didn't, know you, I didn't even know you could do that. I thought you had to touch other houses. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and then you went to culture. Doyle's. But I'm very glad oh. we moved because it was a beautiful area to grow up in and, you know, go to high school and all that. And then, you know, um, I did think I got a good education and, you know, thankfully stayed out of, you know, drugs and things like that, which my father yeah. was worried about when we were still in the city if we had stayed. Um, oh, but yeah, it would have been, yeah, you would have been, it would have been nothing but trouble. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just, I mean, you know, I'm not, not that you can't, not that you, of course, can't stay out of trouble. You can, but like the his issues as a youngster. And so he wanted me to try and avoid that as much as he could, you know? Dude, hey, that's great parenting, man. That's what that is, you know? That's great parenting. Good for him, man. That's awesome. But would you, then like, uh, were you like near like Doylestown, like that area at all? I'm or? a little south of there. So, um, if you know where okay. Sesame Place is, I'm like 10, 15 minutes from there is where I come oh cool that's a great area and i actually live even closer to sesame place now so nice it's like uh we were over by like the chamonix oxford valley mall it's like a 15 minute drive to each of those from where i, I know oh i know exactly where at. nice okay so you're going you move out to the burbs right and then like you start to get like you know later into uh you know, later into, you know, your elementary school years and middle school, stuff like that. Plus, too, your dad's not like he's thinking you, obviously, but you have two younger sisters, too. Of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you don't want to, you know, you're trying to get them out as well. So do you remember the first job you ever had? My first real job was a camp counselor at a summer camp. And I held camp eight, eight summers in a row. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, dude, that's not, what uh, what camp? Was it like a, it was like, it was a local township camp, Northampton Township? It was uh, it was pretty fun. It was a lot of fun. And I actually was a camp counselor with a number of people like I knew, like growing up, like friends and stuff. And like oh. I went to camp with when I was there when I was a youngster. And it was awesome. oh, I mean, to get paid to basically play dodgeball and like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Ball and like basically all that shit. It was awesome. Was it a day Dude. camp or an overnight camp? No, it was a day camp. I don't think I could have done it. Even better. You know? Yeah, at least you get to go home. Yeah, you get it. And most of the summers, home. I would get, like, the older boys because they knew I could handle them. Like the, so I'm having, like, 11, you 12. You to play sports or, all day. All you want to do is play sports and make fun of shit and, you know, curse, <laughs> talk, about, talk about boobies, and it's just like I'm... <laughs> we know? still do that now. Exactly. It's just boys being boys. So yeah, yeah. Me and my one friend were like they're, they're that group. Like every year our director gave us like the same group. So we just had uh, kids and they'd always be like, Oh yeah, we got Pat to share. It's like, all right, yeah, we're gonna have some fun. We don't yeah. shit, what, just don't you ever tell me about anything. Like, yeah, yeah. Because it was days it's, it's Philly Madison. It's like, all right, kids versus counselors, dodgeball, let's go. That's the best. I mean, plus, too, like, you're kind of introducing, like, hey, guys, this is what you're going to be known as locker room talk. And what happens in locker room talk stays in locker room talk. And you need to learn that now or you're not going to be allowed in locker room talk. Tell you right now. 
That's just how it goes. I love that though. I That's the best. Plus, I mean, we treated everyone with respect. The kids were safe. Right. They were fine. Yeah. Like the kids. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But, but dude, also that's like what they need. Like they need to, they need that from older boys. Like they need older boys to coach them up. Cause it's like, you can get so much from an older brother, but it's gonna, a lot of it's going to be beatings. Whereas, like, you need, like, an older role model to be like, oh, man, Pat's cool, you know? Like, that's cool, it's, you know? It's okay. Instead of, you're gay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, like, yeah. Like, nice try instead of, you know, you, you're a you're a Yeah, because at that yeah. age, too, you stop giving a shit what your parents say. You're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You peg yeah, a kid yeah. a little too hard, and he starts tearing up, and you're like. Oh, oh. yeah, we've had, we had plenty of that. It's like, come on, bud, you know, let's go get a popsicle, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I got yeah. one of my cousins like uh kids and it was a one of those like fisher fisher price um basketballs but it was a little flat and we were running around a circle in the basement and i got him real good like right in the kidney i'm just a little kid he was crying i was like oh my bad buddy yeah it's war war's hell my man i'm sorry yeah, yeah, you gotta learn at some point. Like, but that's a good lesson learned. There's always gonna be someone bigger than you, kid. Like, but like, you know true. what I mean? That's Battles your brother. Wisely, yeah. yeah. You're just like, shut up. You're gonna like, hey, I'm I'm sorry, but I love you. <laughs> Pick him up. Be nice to him. Dude, I'll tell I mean, I will say this though. One of the good things about like the scenario of like having older camp counselors and then a group of like 11, 12 year olds, right? Like you also like you didn't you taught them to not want to be like the pansy. You know what I mean? Like Dude, if you get like rub some dirt on it, let's keep going. Like, don't be the kid crying all the time. Don't be the, you know what I mean? Like, get out here, have fun. You Not can that take... I'm like super macho, but it's like, guys, if you ain't bleeding or it ain't broken, like, just right. stop, relax, settle yourself, and go back out there. Like, it's exactly. But dude, that that I'll tell you, it's a big difference. Like, we all knew Mama's boys coming up. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, when you... I see people act like that towards the kids, like, oh my god, little Jimmy, it's like. He's four. He's limber. Like he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, nothing's broken. Let him go. You know, like, dude. Honestly, and he fell three feet. You know how you know how like limber those kids are. It's like they're so <laughs> resilient at that age. <laughs> yeah, their their bones are basically rubber. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, I'll tell you. Like one of the best pieces of advice I, that I ever got, and has got my one buddy has five kids, right? And he told me like when I was having my daughter, he was telling me he's like, look, one of the things you want to do. If your kid falls down, do not pick them up. You know what I mean? Because he was like, like he's like, one, if they're really hurt, okay, yeah, obviously, yeah. right? If something's broken or whatever, yes. But if they just fall down, they got to get up themselves. You know what I mean? And honestly, best piece of advice I could get. And it, like, dude, like people kids don't like, hear enough these days and they need to because the real, real world sucks once they get into it and they need that. Dude, they need to be told they, that at times. It's like, get ready. Yeah. Being a kid's awesome. You might as well enjoy it. Yeah, dude. Get, yeah, and get the hell back up. Like, if you get knocked down, get up. I'll tell you, I coach a girls. You you know, I'm a, I'm the manager of a, uh, a soccer team. Girls uh, U5 soccer team. No big deal. Uh, we're the Lime Greens. But either way, uh, no, I had a girl the other night, right? She's been like kind of like hesitant all year, took a ball to the face the other game. And like, you know, she cried a little bit, but I was like, hey, you're okay. You're okay. Deep breaths. We're fine, right? It doesn't hurt. You're not hurt. She's like, I'm okay. I was like, all right, now let's go. Let's play. Dude, this game, she had two goals, like completely turned just because she knew like, okay, I don't have to be afraid anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like. The, the, having learned that lesson if she never plays soccer again the fact that she learned that lesson is like that'll be the biggest thing she ever gets out of this game you know what i mean and i think as a boy you need that like you need the competitiveness I mean, but you need to know like hey try hard till the very end 
You know what I mean? And, you know, give it your all work with your team and be supportive, but also don't, you know, like, Hey, fight through the fight through the adversity. And the fear. I, dude. Yeah. And the fear is talking to yeah. my, yeah. Same thing. I was like, they're, they're about to start up baseball. And I was like, look, you're going to get hit in the face with the baseball. It's going to happen. It's yeah. scary. It hurts. You're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, couldn't honestly. But I do I every year too- with my baseball, no matter how old. All right, who here has been hit with a baseball? I play, and I go raise your hand. Yeah, you're still here to tell about it, aren't you? Okay, let's go. That's a great. Like, oh, I, as a kid, I, I turned. You're here to tell me that, aren't you? Go figure. Yeah, dude, that's great. That's a great dude. But that's a great thing. Go ahead, Justin. No, so, yeah. When I was a kid, I, I literally, I, I like, you know, I opened up to get away from a pitch, oh, hit me yeah. dead in the chest, and there was just oh, like, sure. hey, yeah. why'd you do that? I was like, I don't know. I'm like, don't do that. Go take your base. Yeah. Like, that was it. Like, now you, you learned, right? I'm like, yeah, stay stick, sideways. Just stick your head down and go let it hit your back from that on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hitting the back feels a lot better than being hit in the chest, uh, for sure. To, oh, I was a kid. The first, I, After school, uh, I got in a fight with a kid. It was the first fight I've been in, and I lost. He comes in, and I'm doing that like, <laughs> like I can't catch my breath. And he just slaps me in the chest. And I like catch my breath, and he's like, "You got beat up." I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "You all right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he goes, "All right, sit here for as long as you want, and then get back out there." I'm like, "That was it." It's father advice. I had the same thing. Wasn't even my. It wasn't my dad. Like, yeah. All right. You okay? Smacked yeah, me in the chest, and I just. It's what caught my breath, and he's like, "You're all right." And I was like, "Yeah." Like you can tell, like all right. Now that you know you're like physically okay, you're gonna be like you lost a fight, not okay. So well, that's why I wish they would let them fight in schools. Lawyers have ruined that, and I think kids. This is how it's escalated to grenades and guns in schools when because, we beat the shit yeah, out of you, each other, shake hands, and get all in our lives. Until and, that dude, happens, you live in this fictional world of like. I'm strong and I'm angry and I can beat the shit out of you. And it's like, no, you can't guy. But no, like no. when you're, when you don't know, like there's, there's eight year olds thinking they could catch a, a 30 year old man off guard, Yeah, you know, like with their anger and like Dude, just one yeah. or two fights with the kid their age makes them realize like, Oh no, I, I cry when I get punched in the face. Plus it teaches them failure. Like it teaches them. They don't have a right to like not have someone oppose them at times. Like, Oh, I'm yeah. the greatest. I'll put you in your place. Me, I'm going to go yeah. shoot them. It's like, wait a second. Like, yeah. what happened to a little bit of disagreement and maybe a punch here or there? It's like, we've gone yeah. from zero to a hundred, like nothing. It's these kids don't learn, learn any type of conflict resolution, unfortunately. So I could do soapbox, but that's a big point. No, it's yeah. dude. No, dude, dude. I, we preach, man. Cause There's I could no not agree anymore. more. And I know that like, yes, it's, it, it has its cool. Wait, what? They don't. I don't think they play dodgeball anymore. Uh, I think it's. Right. I know my kids do, do it summer camp, but they're it's definitely a, not doing it with a red rubber ball like we did. No, I think they have those more like those softer ones now. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they still oh, hurt yeah. to throw them hard enough. Believe me. But. <laughs> right. But then if you get taken out for throwing it too hard, then it's like, what are we even doing here, guys? You know. Come on. But yeah, no, I'm with no, you. No, no, Pat, you're like. I could not agree more, Pat. Everybody needs like two things. I think everybody kind of really needs one. Everyone needs to get punched in the face, right? Everyone needs to get punched in the face. And two, every, everyone needs to wait tables at a restaurant. I completely agree. <laughs> with you. I was just about to say that work in the service industry. Cause I did it for yeah. years and it'll teach Same. you that they, that fucking important, you know? No. Yeah. Your ranch dressing. Isn't that fucking important. Yeah, guy. The old, tell you that right the old now. Daniel Tosh line, right? Like shut the fuck up. You know? Yeah, dude, couldn't agree more, man. Dude, get punched in the face and work at a restaurant. You'll realize, like, hey, 
you know, relax. Like that but, have perspective in life at that point for sure. Yeah, for sure, dude. Couldn't agree more. But no, I, 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 I mean, one of the things I love, I teach boxing at the Henzo Gracie PA Academy, and I love like I don't love it, but it is nice when we get Johnny Tough Guy in there. And then by the end of one session, he's like, you know, the biggest kitten you'd ever see. You know what I mean? Like, I love that. But it's also like that's so honestly, it's it's endlessly beneficial for that person more than anybody else, sure. because they need to know. Because you need to know, man. Conflict lessons in life, whether they be physical arguments with friends like you need to learn how to do that because that's how real life works, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, dude, how, we've gotten too, so like, soft as a society that if anyone says anything, it's like you know, let's blow it up and cancel this person or fire this person. It's like, wait a second. Yeah. They're just talking. Like, it's not a yeah. big deal. Also, too, like, like you, I mean, for boys, girls, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I kind of don't, I'm not really in the, you know, an expert at the realm of girls, but boys growing up, right? Like, let boys fight. Let them fight. Like, until they're, like, maybe 16 where they can kind of damage each other, yeah. you know? Like, even 16, you're not really doing, doing too, too much, you know? But, like, if you're, you know, 9 or 10, let them fucking, let them throw some headlocks. Let them wrestle around a little bit. They're going to get tired. They're not going to want to do it. They're going to realize it's not, you know, all it's cracked up to be. They're going to get some aggression out. But I'll tell you this. some All my best friends, I've fought at one time or another. You know what I mean? Like, you just fight as a kid. Like, you just fight as a kid come up. You'd argue over a, a call during baseball or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it is what it is. And then you're better friends afterwards. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's before I don't, I don't you know. can do some like real damage to each other too. Right, you're exactly man. throwing a football at each other because you're pissed off. You go home that day with you know maybe a bruise. You know, yeah, that's the last yeah. time. Playing the brass knuckles or a gun is an entirely different story. You know, it's agreed. I'm playing agreed. uh quarterback, and we're getting in some argument. Argument. My brother bum rushes me. I peg him in the face with the football. And, uh, you know, my stepdad has to pull us apart. And um, this is the last fight we were in. He, he, So we get pulled apart. He takes a shower first. So I'm still like that red face. You know, we were all worked up, crying. And he he's out, out of the shower, looks in my room. He's like, you're still crying like a little bitch. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I was like, it's only because you yeah. got the shower. You don't look like this anymore. Yeah. No, that dude. But kid, honestly, kids need it. I ran into a situation near me the other day right where it's like that like parents getting overly involved it just ruins it for everybody in a way where it's like i saw like okay there was one kid you know there is like let's say there's three kids total right there's one kid who's younger then one kid in the middle and then another older kid right so the one younger kid and the one oldest kid are brothers right and then there's a third kid who's kind of in between. So the third kid is in between, does something where he hurts the little brother. Now, in my mind, is that the parent's responsibility to step in and do something? Or is it the older brothers? In my mind, it's the older brothers. And then guess what? Situation resolved. Kids can play and have fun together. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But you instead know of like... fighting your battles for you when it comes to kid-to-kid -kid conflict. I think that... Sets you up as a pussy for life, honestly. <laughs> agreed, dude. Well, agreed, yeah, man. That's that yeah. mama's boy shit that you can't have. But dude. you're like, you're 100 right with like the lawyers and stuff because that's yeah. If I came home and my little brother got in a got hurt, but my parents, my dad would look at me and go, "What did you do? Where were you?" Like I, because I was you know latchkey kids, like I'm responsible yeah. for him. And I, yeah. yeah, that happened. We're walking home. He gets kicked in the backpack, like joking around. I turn around to punch little kid. And then there is his older brother who's two grades above me. I was like, yeah, damn. <laughs>
Yeah. Well, That's, hey, man, yeah. it is. Dude, I'll job. tell you, one of the worst beatings I ever remember getting, like an, like an extension cord beating, right, is like we used to walk home from school. And I'll tell you, my little brother, and I've said on the show, he's a shithead. Yes. Like, he is a little shit. There's no question about I know this more than anybody. You know my I'll tell you brother, right now. He's a redhead. Duh. Awful. Right? So much. So, so many fights defending a redhead. Th- I remember this one. We were walking home. This other kid came up. He's like, dude, I'm going to push your brother. And I was like, yeah, he probably deserves it. Right? <laughs> he did push him in like a bush or something. Right? Then we got home and he told my dad. He's like, this guy told Matt that he's going to push me. And then Matt just let him push me. Oh, he didn't he do anything. you out too. <laughs> oh. Dude, oh, dude, I my dad. He wants to, and I was not happy about it. Oh, dude, I'll he tell you. Mine's my... going to be pissed, yeah. Oh, he <laughs> lost it, dude. Lost it, right? And I just remember going into school the next day, and like, dude, this kid walking home, because he was a year younger than me, and I was like, this kid has no idea what's coming on the way home today. <laughs> Bro, I remember I headlocked him, threw him down, and he landed on, like, the corner of the curb and was like, and like started crying and i'm on top like don't ever touch my brother again <laughs> i got beat like, up because you beat up my brother yeah. yesterday <laughs> this is my <laughs> father talking through me yeah. <laughs> exactly in what happened mind, I'm like, <laughs> in my mind i'm like buddy i don't want to be doing this but you, hey, you, you you're gonna pay the hand, price because i got a beating for this shit <laughs> you did like, this you to have... yourself i don't like, uh, you, have... <laughs> you literally sound like your dad to this kid you're like i don't want to do this I don't feel I work all day. I don't come home and want to smack you around, but you know, you got to beat up my brother and I got to get beat up. So now I got to beat you up. I was like, buddy, you have no idea. Like, I like, hey, man, you have no idea what this cost me. So <laughs> just letting you know. Yeah. But yeah, that's a uh, little brothers for you in a nutshell. And you can't you watch do? TV for a week. Kids like, what? Yeah. <laughs> What are you talking yeah. about? I'm like, also, no more dessert after dinner for you. He's like, why are you doing I'm crying right now. <laughs> but all right, either way. So, okay. All right. So you're working at the camp and stuff. That's in the summers. Did, were you doing any sports or anything at the time? And did you have like a school year job? Yeah, during the school year, I would actually work at our local grocery store. Um, and I'd landscape too. Um, nice. you know, cashier stock shelves, and then I'd landscape for a couple friends' companies here or there mow lawns we whack that kind of thing um, yeah, yeah yeah and then yeah i was playing all kinds of high school sports i played football ninth grade um and then i played soccer senior year and volleyball all four years actually that was my best sport i want to play in college too really volleyball? oh dude i didn't know that now that makes a lot of sense because you have a pretty good vertical for a big guy you know what i mean so i can see that now with the volleyball and you got a great outside shot but that has nothing to do with volleyball co-ed but- or is it all is it just male no it was me- it was men's i mean i would play Dude. the league now if there was one out there but when i was playing competitively it was men's indoor yeah did you Dude, guys practice I'll tell you- together with the girls when like when you did volleyball in school no but like our team managers would be usually two or three girls from the girls team. yeah last was that that was the only Dude, good the plus that. of track and field. It was. Yeah, great. you guys would do. Yeah, you always had co-ed practice. That makes sense. I yeah. know volleyball. But volleyball, great. That Dude. and um, golf and stuff. Sports I wish I played in high school. I and wish I got to golf younger than I did. Same. Dude, I would say that, like, dude, wrestling coming up one always had, like, our managers were rockets, right? Like, legit, the managers were, it was like a thing. We would have like that. We we went to I went to North Penn, right? Which is a really big school. Oh, I know. So imagine yeah. there yeah. yeah. 
So there's like, there was like 1200 kids in my graduating class. So there's 3,600 kids in the whole school. So imagine the hottest girls in the school. They were all the wrestling team managers. It's, dude, we it's would, like my high school too. Oh, it was yeah. the best. Dude, You're we would go thousands to thousands like, of kids and it's like, oh, like I remember the soccer managers the same way. It's like, oh, all right. Smoke. Oh, <laughs> dude. Dude, I remember we would go to like uh like we would go to like tournaments and away meets and stuff. And like the other guys that we knew on the other teams would be like, dude, do you hire like models and stuff? Like, nobody. <laughs> That's just how yeah, it people works. are amazed when you go to these big schools, like, no, nah, we just have a lot of hot girls and they all have a dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, like if yeah, if you're because yeah, they got like exactly. community service and stuff for like different, you know, different things for doing it. So yeah, no, dude, you're a thousand percent right. So okay. So nice. All right. So you're you're working soccer shells, anything like that, but volleyball was like your gimmick. When did you start playing volleyball? Eighth grade. Um, I was a really big baseball player, actually. I was very good growing up, but one of those things where like tournament team time would come and I'd consistently sit for the coach's son who wasn't as good. Right. It's like my dad never let me quit anything and he let me quit baseball because he knew what was going Damn. on. He just knew what was going Dude. on in the area. It's like, okay, yeah, I think I'm gonna try something else and our eighth grade math teacher who actually wound up being our senior year coach um again he got like five or six of my buddies into it all the same year we all want to play in from ninth grade to 12th grade so we actually yeah, we were, we were staying ranked my senior we actually the only we had lost to the inevitable we, we we actually beat the state championship that state champion that year was pensbury we were the only team to beat him in the regular season so like oh i hate pensbury hurt him we uh we uh they had a very good team i actually played with one of them in college one of the guys who went there a great guy yeah um but it 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 um it was a bummer though we lost to we lost in a district semi so we didn't make states otherwise we probably would have met him in like the state semis or state finals. Uh, who did you lose to in the district? Doc. They always had a very Christopher Doc. Always had a very Christopher Doc. And that, so that soccer Christopher Doc always seemed to have very strong dude yeah. for so- soccer for sure. For some reason those Mennonites can throw down at soccer, man. I don't know. All the is. Mennonite schools across PA are good at volleyball. I can tell you that. <laughs> really. Like, a, lot of, a lot of teams yeah. from Lancaster hung with us, hung with Pittsburgh teams. Like there was some good volleyball in PA. Dude, I'll tell you, I loved I still love it when I come across like a clip on like YouTube or whatever, and it's like a volleyball, like they're digging it from down below and hitting it back, and guys are running and diving. And I mean, like, oh. is, those Olympians are hitting that ball like 150 miles an hour off their hands. Oh, That's what I wanted to ask you. We were talking about baseball getting. Hit I actually base. saw my high school a guy I went to high school with was a D1. He was six seven, could jump through the roof. He got he got like 11 feet in the air. He hit the ball so hard he knocked the kid out on the court when I was in J was a JV. And how was, many have you taken? How many? Oh, in the face, a few. Yeah, yeah but luckily, like quick reflexes, but it definitely hurts. Believe me, I mean, it, like, and those things are hard, so it like leaves a mark for a good like. Yeah, dude, I remember being uh like a kid and like my little brother, like you know, you learn how to do it, you do the you know thumbs yeah. together. You're like it hurts. I'm like shut it up. Does, and yeah. then you I have to learn like, how to like flat arms and everything. Yeah, actually, he's actually your midsection, of your legs, your arms are like the the least. You would think it's all arms. The volleyball is actually very much more about your core and your legs than anything else. Hmm. Like that, you're using your core and your legs and keeping Every, your arms because you're stable. constantly moving and indoor and beach too. Like those guys, yeah. you don't realize how much ground you cover and you know two on two. Uh, it's crazy and insane. Oh, plus, two, you're running in the sand. <laughs> oh, I give those people a tremendous amount of credit. I, I played in a few tournaments over the years. Beach is just a whole different game. I can get like six inches off the ground on sand. It's it's impossible, dude. I I watched I watched a gimmick today. They were playing. It's like on a river and they have like it's like a glass 
kind of floating court on a river. Dude, it was awesome. The guy, there was a guy hit one over the net and he hits the guy like near the net and he popped it up and it's going back like towards the out of bounds. The guy runs off the back of the the platform, (laughs) hits it back, dives into the water. The other guy hits it back over. The guy gets out of the water, comes back, and then hits it back over. No again. Dude, like, <laughs> That's the thing about dude. volleyball is that until the ball actually hits the ground somewhere, it's still technically alive. Like, we've actually gone around the net from the other side out of bounds and hit it back to our own side and still got it over. Because <laughs> by the rules, if you do both of them outside the net, you can still technically keep the ball in play. It's it's an awesome sport that way because you can literally have like a 10-minute rally if you if your teams are that good, you know? Oh, dude, it does also too is, is like the athleticism you need for volleyball. Like, dude, your quick reaction reflexes, flexibility, like being able to jump, cardio, movement, lateral movement, up like vertical movement. It's it's insanity. So that's what our volleyball of- coach did. He basically recruited soccer and basketball players. That's how he smart all of us to start. Yeah, and even the guys older than me, they all played like another sport in high school too. It was like they were like middle school soccer or basketball players. He's like, that's all I really recruit because well, they was have- volleyball in the spring. When was volleyball? The volleyball when I was in high school was in the spring. I don't know. I don't know what it is now because everything's kind of spring. Yeah. But yeah, it used to be a spring sport for boys. It was girls for in the fall and the spring and the boys. Dude, what is with I mean, I'm not complaining, but uh when they changed the girls' uniform for volleyball, I was like, hello, hey. When they got the shorts in there, I was like, All right, now we're getting shit right, guys. Kentucky, you know what I mean? They were nice, yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah. Dude, it's volleyball chick. I mean, dude, volleyball, I think it stinks. I think volleyball kind of gets a stigma of being like, you know, it, it's like the beach volleyball thing. And you know what I mean? Like, volleyball in is, South America and Europe. It's big time over there. It's huge. Oh, huge. They love that kind of stuff. Volleyball, handball, like all that stuff is massive over there. Well, because they get nice. like everything with soccer and Formula One racing. They don't they don't have the other major sports like, you know, yeah. here. Yeah. No, you're 100 percent right. So, OK, so nice. So, OK, so you're doing volleyball. You're working at the grocery store and you're mowing lawns. Dude, I'll tell you, that's another thing. Like, you know, waiting tables, get punched in the face and work some landscaping. That's a dude. Landscaping is real work, brother. That is not easy. That is, you know, who does? Who's a landscaper? You know, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. For we play with. Yeah, he was telling me all. Yeah, this week he was telling me a story. It's pretty neat. Yeah, dude. Yeah. No, I was like, I was when he told me, I was like, oh, that's crazy, man. But you could, you know, he's. I could see it, you know, like because you could see like his tan lines and stuff. I was like, oh yeah, this guy works outside for sure. Yeah, and all, but and when I, I was like ripped when I was landscaping, it's like you're holding up oh. tractors and fixing mowers all day. It's like you're doing nothing but lifting shit. So it's great. Wet yeah. for eight hours a day. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Character. <laughs> but dude, like, not gonna make you rich financially unless if you own the business. But it's definitely gonna keep you in shape. Oh yeah, dude. And plus, too, like the, the amount of like like you need gallons of water to survive. You know, especially in the summer too. Oh, forget it, nightmare. But okay, so you're doing volleyball. Volleyball becomes like your full time gimmick. Like you're really c- committed to that. What kind of training and stuff would he have you do for like just practicing or is there like specific training that he wanted you to do? Uh, like every preseason, we used to do what we call stairs or steps where we'd run the stadium steps or like Council Rock used to have like triple staircases. So you'd go yeah. one side down the other and you do that for like, I'm talking 20, 30 minutes straight sprinting up and down stairs. You want to talk about getting in shape? I've never been in better shape in my life. Yeah. It's just, yeah, like, yeah. it's crazy. So yeah, we, the, we would do stadium steps where we did like one footed, like, for the whole stadium and then back down and then the, the other foot, like, I mean, you're wow. up in two or three feet in those big stadium steps 
with one foot. So you're in fucking shape. Like, yeah, damn, dude. He must like your vertical and your lateral movement must've been through the roof. I had a 26 inch vertical my senior year of high school, which is a a lot more than now. So (laughs) dude, I (laughs) I was, that was many pounds ago and many, many, many less. I mean, Hey, don't, don't sell yourself short, brother. You still got, you still got some hops, but Dude, I mean, I can't like I can't imagine jumping twenty six inches in the air. I couldn't. Well, even I've also teach you how to use your body. Like you, you spend a lot of your first few years just learning how to like to approach the net. Like, and it's helped me in all sports. Like, if you swing your arms and your torso the right way, you'll get so much more momentum going up. And like, people don't. I never would have realized that had I not played organized volleyball and been trained that way. But like, huh. you'll see guys like uh, there was a guy who played for Arizona University, Chase. I can't remember his last name. He played in the NBA too, but like. He could jump through the roof because he was a D1 basketball and volleyball player. So, like, when he'd go up for a rebound, you'd see him approach the net, and he would just be, like, three feet above everybody. It's crazy. <laughs> Damn. Dude, I was – yeah, Jesus. I mean, plus, dude, people – like, volleyball is fun. You know what I mean? Oh, like, good. I can imagine – competitive volleyball is like just the best right plus a good team game but okay so you're working how'd you uh so you're working and stuff like that so then you would graduate high school and then you said you played volleyball in college yeah i went to i went to bloomsburg state school here in pa which is uh very much known for its partying there's not a whole lot up there um they had good wrestling too. Oh yeah, they they were actually they were D one in wrestling. So yeah, they. I mean, it was a it was a. I loved it. It was a great school. There was a lot of guys from a lot of people from this area went up there. I knew people from high school, people from the area that I played sports. Against. Yeah. So like, it, it was a great time. And like there, I played, but I also worked. Like that's how I got into waitering and bartending. So I did that all kind of through college and stuff before you know before I went into a, like an actual career and then kept bartending thereafter as a side gig. But, yeah, I I'll tell you. Like Bloomsburg, Shippensburg, Kutztown, Millersville. Yeah. Even if you go IUP. like Lockhaven, IUP. Like we had friends at all. I, we would just like once a year like travel half of them because we had friends yeah. all over the Do place. The Dude, say, same. Like I never went to college, right? But I've partied at all of those <laughs> schools. You know what I mean? Just because like and they're all kind party of, like, schools because it's all like. It's cheap. Well, it's not like known for its education. Yeah. But I have to tell you, as someone who has two college degrees that doesn't use either of them, I'm <laughs> glad I did. It wasn't a lot of money. I networked yeah. with a lot of great people. I learned how to live on my own. Like it was, it yeah. gave me everything. And he had a blast. College that's four times the price does too. So it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Welcome to Dude, the middle yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Find someone who's 21 and prepare to get violently drunk in kind of the woods what was yeah. your uh what were your majors in college or what did you major in drinking no um <laughs> uh, i mean you didn't have to go to college for that yeah, brother, no let me tell you. um so i was a math education major so i actually have a degree in math and secondary education i went to be a high school math teacher oh shit look at you and you're uh yeah well, you're not, you're not, time, th- but not too many brain cells but, so i'll tell you though but like the teaching <laughs> and leadership skill like the shit you learn from teaching and like like knowing how to teach and learning leadership skills and things like that, you can take that into any vocation and be successful with it, right? Like I'm sure you probably know. Yeah, nice. Okay, so you're doing volleyball, you're working, you're bartending, and how did you like? How'd you like bartending and I serving? I, I miss it at times. I only I only really got out of it when I started having kids, just because yeah, closing a bar at three four in the morning and then waking up with a you know an infant didn't seem <laughs> sound like a good plan. You know, nope. plan. Um, I loved it. I mean, waitering, I could take or leave. I didn't really like that as much, but yeah. bartending was definitely my speed. And oh, it's the best. Um, 
it's funny, both my grandfather and my father were bartenders too. So we were, we would all laugh about like making drinks and stuff and how much they had changed in the year. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah they were like, order? I was making seven and seven. Yeah, well, that's exactly and right. Like, you know, you, they're used to beer and shot. I'm like, oh, yeah, I make Jolly Rancher seven different ways. Oh, bro. <laughs> I was making surfer on acid last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, I remember. Oh, yeah, dude. I remember when I first, like, I'll tell you, that's one thing, like, the alcohol industry, like, you know, it's very fashionable as far as, like, like, dude, when we first started drinking, it was car bombs, it was surfer on acid, Uh it was everything, apple teenies, everything with pucker, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, like, all that stuff. Then it graduated to Red Bull and everything, yeah. and it was Heck Vegas yeah. bombs and Jaeger bombs and Red Bull vodka. Remember the frozen Jaeger Meister machine? Yes, was like yeah, I had that around the bars. bars I worked in. Oh yeah, no, that was a staple was, with every bar. And then what? Yeah. Fireball overtook that, right? You know, that- Fireball, oh. and then Fireball with rum chata and all that. Fireball came in, but then now, and then like then there was the independent era where yards and victory took over and then now you're in the seltzers seltzers is the gimmick ciders it was ciders then now it's seltzers i think ciders you know? stay because they're gluten-free and that seems to be the way everyone's going these days. dudes one we talked about this before on the show and one thing honestly this guy is a genius for this tito's vodka no one knew about it at all didn't wasn't a big thing they put gluten-free on their vodka which 90% of all vodka is gluten-free. gluten-free, but they don't advertise it. Exactly. exactly. He's a brilliant marketer because that one brilliant. probably made him a gazillionaire. No, no. <laughs> Dude, changed the game. For, that cha- changed everything for him. As soon as he put gluten-free on that bottle, it was Tito's and everything. You know what I mean? Like, you know what gluten was until I worked at one of my steakhouses. I'm like, what the fuck's gluten? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the hell yeah. are you talking Dude. about? Oh, I'm like, oh, wheat? Okay, (laughs) got it. (laughs) Oh, that stuff we've been eating our entire lives? All right. Yeah. No, could be everything you've ever eaten. You're like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh damn, I've been I've been gluten this for a long time. Oh well, but either way, but no, Tito's genius. My sister has celiacs, and that's all she drinks is like that and wine. Tito's and wine. It's crazy. Dude, but ge- dude, genius marketing, right? Like, absolute genius. That guy, his whole, like, yeah, because I remember no one knew who the hell Tito's was. So whoever thought of putting gluten-free on the bottle, shout out to them. They just made a change. But, yeah, it's very fashionable, the the whole thing. But, dude, I, I bartended from when I was 19 until I stopped bartending at during, like, the pandemics when I stopped, right? And I haven't bartended since then. But I do miss it. And I'm, you know, you make good, like, you find a place, like, the best place, the place I made the most money at was like a blue collar bar. And dude, you would clean up. You made good, like, and it's great to have cash, right? But it, dude, the thing, it would kill me is like, I would close Sunday nights, right? So I'd close Sunday night. Then I have to be up for work on Monday morning. And then I have my daughter and it's just like, it, 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 it yeah. burns you in half. If you're consistently working nights, you know what I mean? Like if you're consistently closing the bar, you can adjust to that schedule and it's easy. But if you're, yeah, but if you're, if you're doing you the be bar up at closing, AM and you exactly, if you're closing by the time you team. clean up, you know, stop restock everything. I mean, it's three, three 30. Yeah. Yep. Out of there. Yep. And you're jazzed up from being there. And well, also maybe you had a couple they close all the bars at like midnight after the pandemic. I wonder if it's different nowadays. I mean, I'm sure uh, some places are still open late, but I remember like, 
for a while there, it seemed like everyone was closing like 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> I'll tell you, if you survive the pandemic, you are like, I, I know the bar I worked at. It's called Graham's Pub, Land of the Free, Home of the Brave, yeah. where I won the rights to this show in a game of Mario Kart. Shout out. Uh, but either way, I worked there and that bar, like they, there's a bunch of bars that around there that didn't survive the pandemic and they are reaping the benefits of that blessing and the curse because they got some of the schlubs that, you know, didn't, (laughs) they didn't want in their bar are coming there now, but it is what it is. But you know, it also, I mean like, but they've been able to like, dude, they've grown like leaps and bounds. They've really taken advantage of, but either way. Okay. So then you get through college bartending and, and, you know, playing volleyball, things like that. You get out of college. What's your first job out of college? I was a high school math teacher for three months. Okay. So you did you did go down that road. You're just not there anymore, right? Yeah. So I was a long-term sub for a woman that was on sabbatical for having a baby. And okay. we actually went on strike my first month teaching. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so imagine you're, you know, you're a 22, 23 year old guy. You know, you love the kids, but we're arguing about paying a half a percentage point into our benefits. You know, the union. Yeah. I'm like, I got to fucking stand on a picket line with these 65 year old people. Yeah. I, you just I, got this I'm job. Here. I'm here yeah. for the kids. So it left a really bad taste in my mouth for the teaching union, for yeah. education in general. So I wind up never going back, honestly. I subbed here and there for like the rest of the year. Went back to bartending and took some, you know, took some time. Dude. I went down to shore, lived there for like five months and bartended. Nice. It was great. That was wow, great. dude, that's tough, man. I mean, that sucks. Like it's something I, I knew it right away. It's like, you know, I love the kids and I always miss that aspect of it. But now I think I dodged the bullet anyway, because I do feel for teachers nowadays, especially with having to like basically put all your lesson plans online. It's just like they've had to flip flop how we've done education for a hundred and something yeah. years. It's crazy. Yeah. Do you I mean, do you think now we talked about how you were working as a counselor at the camp? Do you think like going like your pursuit towards teaching kind of has its roots from being the camp counselor because yeah, i think i of... always knew i was good with kids and like yeah i gra- you know i gravitated that i was and i always coached growing up like i would help yeah. coach younger kids and stuff so i think it was a natural progression for me though to work with kids at some point and to be okay. like the teacher you wish you had exactly kind of mm. you're like yeah i used to do every other friday if they if, if everyone got a c average on my quizzes we would just talk about life with my seniors I, I love it. That would always basically start. like I was basically like, all right, Friday afternoon, have at it. Ask me anything, but it stays in this classroom. And if I ever find out anyone's saying anything, guys, it's over, and we're never doing this again. So, yeah, nice. I would always, I would treat them like adults, and they respected yeah. me. The first male love teacher it. you had, like I, it, they, they do make a lot. He brought it up randomly. I was like, you're, I had a, my first male teacher, fifth grade. And my dad had like left the house like two years before. And like, it makes a lasting impact. Yeah. You're like, I like that guy, yeah. Mr. Armstrong. <laughs> I yeah. went up to yeah. one of my students years later. Cause I was, I mean, I had kids only five or six years younger than me at that point. Cause I was so young and I went up partying with him at my sister's graduation five years after at college. <laughs> and he's like, Mr. W. Holy shit. You were my favorite teacher. I'm like, (laughs) that's great. It's like, oh man, that was like, that was like a prideful moment. It's like, oh, it's so good. Let's have some shots, you know? That's great though, man. 25. Let's let's party. I'm surprised you're not dead. Come on, kid. (laughs) You're you're a real idiot. (laughs) I would have figured you'd been locked up by now, but you can tell, you can tell the kids you're like, all right, that's a potential porn star. That kid's going to die. Like, and, and you know, that kid's going, to the horrible, military. But every yeah. teacher, if they're being honest, is doing that every year they yeah. sit down in class. Like, 
all right, let's see what we got this year. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. So okay. So you go, you get through the like your your you know you realize hey teaching isn't going to be it isn't all I thought it was going to be. You kind of get sour to that. Then you you said you work down the shore and and live down there. Where at? Uh, Long Beach Island. Oh LBI shit! My mom lives in LBI. Where were you at? So uh, you know I was in um I was living at a cousin's house in uh, Beach Haven. Um, Shut the. Wait, 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 hold the hell up. You know where my, you know where Dairy King is in, in Beach Haven? Right next to, D- D- to Stefano? Stefano? Yep, I lived on that street, yep. Shut my mom lives on 16th? Uh, we, were on oh, se- we were on 17th, small world. Oh my God, that's <laughs> they've sold that. They've sold that house since, but that's such a, that's so funny. Yeah. Wow. Really. Oh, LB, dude, I'll tell you, I tell people all the time, I was like, LBI is a different world. You get on the island. You go like it sucks driving down the the yeah. boulevard to I through the lights. Yeah. Oh, but once you get there, you park your car and you don't get back in until you leave. Like we're going down. I love going. Like me and my wife will take my daughter. We'll walk down to the wharf in the morning. You get coffee, and she's on the playground. We're going to the bay. We're going to the beach. We're hitting Fantasy Island at night. You're doing the rides. You're going to the parks. Like it is, and like super safe, super clean. Right. Like it is, it's honestly everything you would want in a beach town. And they got the best chowder. The chowder there's a top charge. Top of the charge. Uh, the they still have it every year, I think, in October. The chowder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So I worked, did nothing uh, like some good chowder. I worked at the catch, if you remember that place years ago. Hell yeah. I remember the so catch. I quit God after day damn. one. I was supposed to be a bartender. I was the <laughs> biggest guy there by a mile. And they're like, well, we need Oh, I bet. Bounce. And I bounced in my career, like in my bartender group. I'm like, I did not come down the shore to bartend in two different places to bounce. Yeah. It's Memorial Day weekend, my first day. It was Memorial Day Sunday. I went, are you fucking serious? I'm not bouncing. I don't even, I just literally got hired like three days ago. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, no, we need you to. And he's fucking cursed at me and shit. I literally walked out at like 830. I'm like, you can go fuck yourself. I'm out of here. I yeah. just literally walk. Give me that shirt. I said, you can pry it off my fucking dead corpse. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, you can. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah try to get it off. Fucking paycheck. You're not going to send me, you jerk off. So yeah, the yeah. guy who owns that, you can record that. You're a fucking piece of shit to this day. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. The catch is on 13th, right? If I'm correct. Uh, yeah. uh, no, it was down off. I think it was second or third. It was for, it was pretty south. It's been something else for a while now. That closed. No, oh, I know. I was thinking of something else. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I, I know, worked yeah. the whole summer at a place. Do you remember the plantation up in Harvey Cedars? You, you might not know that. It was next to Harvey Cedars Shellfish. Beautiful place. Okay. It was like. It was like more upscale. I think it was the same owner as Daddy's. Um, oh, it wasn't okay. Like Daddy's. It was way more like low key because I think that's such a weird place. Uh, Daddy's. Yeah. But yeah, dude, we, the way they spelled it, D A C D Y O. Yeah, our happy hours would get packed. People just coming right off the beach because we were literally a block from the beach. I mean, people come nice from the beach. We'd have our our specialty was mojitos that were always, you know on special three days a week. So we're just nice. Just sitting there muddling mint for like just cranking it out. Yeah, dude, I love it, dude. I'll tell you, that's one thing I always wanted to ask, like at the seashell or whatever. Like oh, the sh- I, I, we- I tried to get a job there, but like, dude, we've been like, you gotta wait like fifteen years of working here to get it. Oh yeah, and but like, dude, I remember we stayed a weekend at the shell one time. It was great. Yeah, you know, like we did like because my mom lives down there, so we were like, hey, how about we you know get a weekend and everyone whatever's right 
we did it one time. It is, it's pricey. You know what I mean? It ain't, you know, but like, it's like they, I always want to know like how much money they made. Cause that place is always bumping people coming in. Like that's the closest thing to a resort style they have there. Yeah. I think that, and then like the angle size, very nice. similar. Angle like they, have, size. they have all those like small hotels with the beach bars. It's pretty cool. Setup, yeah. Actually. Yeah. Plus dude. And it's great. I love, I mean, it's a great beach for kids too. You know what I'm very saying? Clean. Like really, really, yeah it's pretty wild and they take yeah take care of it no that's nuts no that's great so okay so you're done the lbi go ahead justin i was just saying real quick the uh i know in wildwood they have the iced coffee guy he walks around sells yeah yeah, it's not on wheels so in lbi they basically come to the street it's it's like they'll drive like a like almost like it looks like a it's not like a true ice cream truck most time. It's mostly like those post office like size like trucks, yeah. but they're filled with ice cream. And what they'll do is they'll come and like ring a bell, so you'll come off the beach and like. But most of the beach yeah. there, it's not like Wildwood where you have to walk half a mile to get to like any sort of water before you know on the sand. Most of LBI is churned up because it's so far out that yeah, it's not that far to walk back up. It's a short You're beach. Saying, like yeah. how good those bartenders do, like on the beach. I, oh yeah, I was reading a newspaper article about the. Uh, the iced coffee guy, it was, I'm going to mess up the number, but it was like $5 million, I think it was $2 million for a five-year permit. To It was $2 million bucks just to get the permit to be the guy who walks up and down the beach for the iced coffee. They make that much money? No, I can't imagine that. That's like a liquor license. Yeah, it was something crazy. I think that's, that wasn't a lot. That's like a, before, a liquor license at the shore cost. That's was, crazy. There was the ice cream guy, but this is the first coffee person. So that per- well, no, and the ice cream licenses don't cost that much. That's crazy. No, I don't know. Maybe Justin, they- Google it. Google it and get the correct. That seems- verify your number. I remember I reading it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure you can charge like 15 bucks for a can of iced coffee on the beach, and people will absolutely. But still, if that if that is true. That's fucking wild. And why? Why am I talking? How much business? Need to go get a fucking license. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, let's pull it. Yeah, let's pull it, and then we'll hire some dumb schmo to do it. (laughs) Let's let's pull together some angel investors. We'll get this no problem. How's twenty dollars an hour sound, kid? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it'll be even better. Keep any tips. All right. See. Yeah, we'll hire one of the summer immigrant workers, and uh, you know, we'll get it going. All right, but let's keep moving. Okay, so. After you're done at the shore, then you would transition into like office life. Is that right? Or yeah. So, you know, and then I, I found a job actually, um, a family friend got me, um, hooked up. I became a project manager for like a signage company, um, okay. which is like construction. So my company basically like when countrywide loans went out, of, went out of business back in like 08, right. Bank of America bought all them up. So they had to be rebranded. So my company would basically make all the signs for like all the old countrywide places to be branded uh, as Bank of America. So then like it, like we would work on fabricating them and then I would have to, you know, work on getting them installed, hooked up, you know, working all that stuff with various crews all over the country. So it was it was a neat job, but I uh, I have to say it was probably underpaid, you know. It did give me perspective when you're getting like f bombed on the phone about some fucking neon sign. It's like at a back. Yeah. It's like give me a fucking break, man. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make that kind of money where I'm going to take this. See ya. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did that for like 3 years though. I mean, it was a great learning experience for sure but it was uh it was definitely a lot different than teaching for sure oh i bet but dude one of the biggest things i found when transitioning into like an office gig is the office politics will drive you uh, i up the it world. drives me nuts to this day i don't know how long dude, i'll last in corporate america because of it it, it may it makes me sick to my stomach right there right like it's i cannot 
stand when some like some toady is like he gets something they get something because they're just an ass kisser they do nothing all day and like the whole talking the bullshit like oh it may and like anyone that can be a whistleblower on anything kind of and it's like you're wording it's such you have to walk on eggshells anymore all the time oh dude honestly it's you can't even tell someone to do their job anymore without someone getting offended it's like oh it's what am i supposed to do as a boss like yeah we're gonna go to hr every like yeah Dude, they'll go to HR and be like, he told me that mm-hmm. I'm not doing my job enough. Well, uh, he said I was not, ugly and not. I couldn't read. I've you. had I've had dozens of those meetings. Well, so and so put in a complaint. I'm like, great. Am I fired? All right, let's go. They didn't yeah, like yeah. Oh, the wait, way you oh, said the guy it. that wasn't doing his job complained because I told him he wasn't I love, doing his job. JW, you bring up a great point. Oh, it's yeah. your delivery. You know, much, you know how many times I've heard that and wanted to say, go fuck yourself right then? I have written up for that. I was like, oh, it's my delivery. Oh, really? Yeah, suck my yeah. ball. Just like, write down people. Yeah. You're bad at your job. Exactly. Sorry, uh, I'm better than you, and I want to get shit done. Like, you know, yeah. $784,000 for the two year ice cream contract seven hundred and eighty four thousand dollars for two years well wildwood though the foot traffic in wildwood this is sea isle this was sea isle and a quick article i found on the internet for two years and that's the ice cream one so i don't the coffee one uh, is i'm assuming it's probably more expensive than that i'd have to think that seven hundred and eighty i'd have to agree 700 so it's probably maybe if it's if it's a million still that's wow yeah i guess maybe it isn't two-year contract yeah, well i guess you're th- i guess you're probably looking at it as like a 10-year plan though because if you're going to put that out there you probably have some sort of investor as a young because you imagine probably someone in their 20s or 30s because if you're too old starting out you're just i mean it seems like but you a got lot. a bid i guess they, they bid on it ever because the the i guess what they said one of the previous bids was six hundred and fifty-six thousand. And then the winning yeah. bid was seven hundred eighty-four thousand dollars for a two-year yeah. contract. I mean, the Gaudis have been running that since you know day one or whatever. You know, to that's Tony Soprano's old old route. Yeah, uh, honestly, yeah, it's still like that. I mean, the pizza shops down there, ice cream. It's like some of the islands well, aren't yeah. as bad, but wow, it's still all time. We're gonna get off topic. Oh yeah, but a I, lot of it's mob. Yeah, uh, you know, like Roma Pizza Supplies. Allegedly, yeah, yeah, yeah. and not uh, for me, but that was originally uh, a Chicago, uh, not uh, Capone, Chicago ran mobster, blah, 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 owned that, came over to New York, outbid everybody, or their competing cheese sales burnt down the next week after they had the conversation. <laughs> and that's why now you see Roma uh suppliers and this certain particular cheese yeah. because of some. Well, that's, old, that's the whole rumor of Sinatra. He got in with the yeah. mob. That's why he got big, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the old WB Mason did the same thing, breaking legs. Nice. <laughs> All right. So, okay, dude, yeah, corporate America will make you sick. It is, I mean, you know what sucks, though? They should have, like, a, an encyclopedia, like, a book should come out called The Encyclopedia for Corporate America. And it's literally just, like, corporate America language is its own language. You know what I mean? Like, there's the English language, and then there's, what's that? It used to be real life until about 10, 15 years ago, and then it's become, like, third grade. Oh, yeah. Now it's third grade. You have to treat everything like it's third grade. It's like, it okay. does Dude. greatly benefit the uh, lazy and the non- uh, Absolutely. The uh, they want to call it? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Dude. Oh, what is the wording? Uh, the lazy people thrive in that dude it's it may honestly Especially corporate america 90 percent of people i could probably put on the attack you're dude. targeting me dude. and you're being aggressive you're like actually when i get a complaint i literally put one in that day if i'm <laughs> talking about it i'm like good i'm gonna put one right back at you 
I don't like yeah. the fucking town. You're about- 10 minutes late every day. You're picking me out. <laughs> <laughs> You're targeting me. I'm triggered. <laughs> yeah. You were vaping Dude. in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were cutting up lines at your desk. I mean, what I'm one of those bosses. I don't care what the fuck you do as long as the job gets done. Dude, that's that. But honestly, those are the most successful teams is where it's like, hey, look, do you want me to be up your ass? Because I don't want to be up your ass. So do your goddamn job and I won't be up your ass. And then we don't even have to talk to like each other. If you're not going to act like adults, you're not going to work for me. You know? like, it's right. that simple. People getting sent yeah. home for, for, um, dress code violations and like some of them nonsense other ones you'd be like you can't wear that to work i'm yeah. asking so little of you yeah you please don't wear, wear a shirt that says fuck the police yeah yeah you can't wear yeah. the speed out of work it's like real well. pants that's all <laughs> yeah 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 what are you gonna do hey it's corporate america so all right so give us a little rundown of what your gig is right now, Pat, if you're comfortable. So, yeah, um, basically what I do is I manage about a $30 million program for a staffing and IT company. Um, Damn. We work on site at a client where we manage like all their contract staff. So when they have any type of and a lot of that happens to be in the technical like IT and electrical engineering, that kind of thing, arena. Um yeah. Anytime they have a contract gig of any sort, they come to us and we we then we then get with our suppliers and partners, filter candidates through us. We work on scheduling interviews so the right person gets in there and then we then manage to make sure like they are doing the project they're scheduled to be doing, everything's going according to plan. I would love to sit here and say it's very smooth, but you're dealing with people 95% of the time, so it's a shit show most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Is the work itself is great. Um, you know, clients can be what they are. Some are better than others. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I tend to like that's name most of the people I work with at my client are fantastic, to be honest with you. Nice. Honestly, most of the people in my internal company are, are fantastic too, but I feel like nice. the large company I work for and with that becomes bureaucracy and politics. And I'm just never been a fan of I need 16 signatures to take a shit. It's like, it's why I'm, yeah. you know, it's, it's, yeah. But also, like, you get shit done because yeah, I, manage I manage a team of three um, that work directly for me um, mm-hmm. on, you know, in, in our, this is the only program we manage and it's yeah. the most successful ones in our whole company. Like, we're very, I bet. I bet. And it's no bullshit. You get the job done. Right, that's it. Uh, I would love right. to sit here and say it's no bull. If it were up to me, it'd be a lot less bullshit than what I deal with. But you know, okay. luckily my team gravitates towards that the same way I do. So the three of us always very in sync together. Um, we get a lot done in a very mm. short amount of time. A lot of times, and working with them is a true pleasure. Um, it's love sometimes it. the only reason I don't walk the fuck out the door. So nice but did you get to pick your team or did you have to mold the team i did not so well i got to pick my my newest member who we just hired i did get to pick because i i interviewed them first and then it goes up the chain and five other levels have to interview them for some dumb fucking reason but you know yeah um and then uh one of the one, one of the women i do manage i inherited um from my previous boss who retired who i took on her role um okay she was a fantastic boss to work for as well dude i'll tell you yeah Go ahead, keep going. So you, so we, put, so you inherit- well, we basically fill jobs on a contract basis for this company with using a number of partner suppliers that filter candidates through us. And then we manage, we help manage those programs and projects that they're on to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do, staying with yeah. all that stuff. So basically yeah. I'm a glorified babysitter and process efficiency guy, guy. but My, dude, I, no, I wouldn't say that, that, man. Stuff, yeah. 
you're underselling yourself, brother. You're doing something that's vital for the growth of a company and a client. So you should be very proud of what you're doing. And the fact that, that you do fair. a good job. Yeah. yeah. And you do a good job and you like the people you work with, man. You cannot, honestly, in the corporate world, you cannot ask for much more than that. You know what I mean? Like having people on your team that you like working with. Like, I'll tell you, like also too, when you go from uh, being on a team with with poor leadership to a team like someone who's a good leader that you can learn from and mold mold your workflow after like that is so incredibly beneficial like you don't know how great it is until you get it right and is that kind of what you had before with the person who retired who you took over for yeah so i've had two i've had i've had a few really good bosses in my career and many more shitty ones um right but my 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 most recent manager uh, who did retire about I don't know six seven months ago now she it was very full transparency no bullshit very honest like basically if you do your job I respect you I will you know help you any way I can and I'm the same way with my team I just treat people like people I treat people the way I want to be treated like they're adults they're very competent people I know they're very competent I'm not going to sit here and stand yeah. their way like yeah sure we have meetings and stuff but I'm not this corporate rah-rah person much to the chagrin of my own management I fucking hate yeah. all these let's do another training about something that doesn't fucking matter okay great like can I please get back to work we have a 30 million yeah. dollar program we have to fucking keep here like let's have a potluck yeah. how about yeah. how about no yeah exactly oh let's have a partner training call with everyone else in your in your I'm smarter than everyone else at my level. That's why you put me on the fucking hardest account. Duh. Like, I don't want yeah, to talk to these yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry that they can't do it as well as me. Maybe. I mean, you know, I, don't know. I know it sounds so cynical, but it is so goddamn frustrating some days. It's like, yeah. can I please just do my fucking job? I just do a ride along. It says program. I want to do all this shit. Like, it's a ride along program where you sit with other people for the day and see what they do. I'm like, oh. what? Yeah. If that's not your first two days in a sector, then that's a problem. Like, you know, like, it's like, what am I sitting billing for a day and want to blow your brains up? No, I don't want to do that. This is why I don't deal with billing because they're a bunch (laughs) of buffoons. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) I work with plenty of HR teams. HR is just another word for incompetent. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's, it's brutal. I've learned in my career that every other group in a business is usually at odds with HR because they're the only group not trying to make money or better in a process. Yeah. That's honestly the truth. And no one wants to say it, but I'll fucking say it. That's not, I'm not sitting here denoting their profession. I'm. It's needed. They're there to help people, but it becomes a direct conflict of interest with most of the teams in your company. We would, yeah. we would take, would not take over, but like we would buy a company. They would send me there and we would, you know, figure out who is and who is not of value. And then a second person has to come to be in the room when that day happens. So yep. they send this lady from HR yep. and there's two desks in this office. I'm sitting there. She's sitting there and she's like having a full blown, like, what about letting somebody go? Well, we're letting like a group of people go. Oh, yeah. I mean, you you're, that's the consultancy, yeah, that that's the consultancy world. Yeah. I'm 23. I've been doing this for not very long. I know these people been working with them and we'll have to work with them after today. She just has to show up for this one day of the, you know, and the day we cut the heads off. I don't know how to handle any situation, I can tell you that. I had to, like, not only did I have to talk these people who are losing their jobs off the ledge, I had to talk the HR lady. She's like, oh, sure. I'm like, you can't cry in front of a lady. <laughs> like, you got to pull it together here. I don't know why I got to have this conversation HR with you. either runs the department or is like a side consultant where they do it for a number of companies because they don't 
don't want to be tied to any one group in a company. <laughs> so I, I did crazy. that one time at this branch, and then I, I missed this lady. Somehow, I'm sitting in, my, in the office, and she comes up to me, and she goes, can you order typewriter ribbon? And I'm like, can I order what? She's like, I'm out of typewriter ribbon. And I was like, what are you using a typewriter? For? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, take me to her desk and like show me what she like worked part time, like only on Tuesdays. So like, I missed this lady like in the list of people we had to cut. And I was like, how? Uh, how are you using a typewriter? No, you're still here. <laughs> I had to, and yeah. again, I had to like call HR and they had to send somebody down to be like, I need somebody to sit in the office to fire the typewriter lady it's, it's crazy and and the funny thing is is like every state now is at well employment it's like unless if you fire them based That's, off the yeah, PA. you can't fucking do anything oh, it's like no what are you worried about like and two of those pure i mean we could go into this and we're running late, but uh, uh the one dude didn't show up to work and then uh he did something else where i wrote him up for that on paperwork and then oh he left his vehicle just parked the vehicle left it and finished his shift. I had to go get somebody to go get his vehicle. He obviously fired him. And then you got to go do the death. De you know, you got to go to not court, but they bring a guy in with a tape recorder and you have to say your side of the story for uh, unemployment. Oh, testimony if they sue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, the dude won. I'm like, why are you making me do this? So the next time it happened, because obviously the next, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to this. Like the dude who left his vehicle in the middle of a road got his unemployment. Like, I'm not going to go argue this people's unemployment. It's pointless, especially in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. And plus, like, oh, your company taxes all, all go into that anyway. It's kind of silly to fight unemployment. It's just like, just give it to them. It's less bullshit, honestly. Yeah, I didn't. At first, I was, like, excited. The one, Yeah, I was like, this guy deserves it. I was, like, mad about it still. And they were like, no, we're going to give it to him. Like, oh, I mean, my. the same government, you know, just handed everyone a few thousand dollars a few years ago, too. So it's just a different world than when I. If you get fired in Pennsylvania. File for unemployment. They'll give it to you, no matter if you're an idiot or not. That's any state anymore, honestly. Damn. You ain't kidding. All right. So we are coming towards the top of the time. Pat, I'll say this. Me and Justin are usually on the same page with this dude, but man, we would love to have you back on the show if you'd be willing to come back on. Absolutely. I had a fun, I had a great time. And uh, dude, this has been a blast. I'll right? be honest and I'll just be myself. I don't owe anyone anything on this. I'm not working. Hey, anybody, so. dude, that's, that's what we love, brother. We, that's what we wanted. We just wanted you being yourself, giving it to us real and raw, pal. That's what we love, man. And you killed it. Do you have uh, anything you want to say to your family, friends before we get out of here? Don't hate me if I if I portrayed you in a bad light, but uh, <laughs> no, I uh, I'm very fortunate. I have a lot of good people in my life, and if they're watching this. I hope they get to have a laugh, you know, put a smile on their face. Because yes. if that helps anybody, I'm I'm happy to do it. You know, love it, love it, nice. Uh, Jada, anything you want to say before we get out of here? In like. 10 seconds as fast as you can. Why uh, were you going to punch Matt in the face? What was he doing? Oh, oh God, yeah. we. I was a little heated. Well, first of all, we play at 6 in the morning, so I was half asleep still. And Matt, he didn't know he was doing it, but he had undercut me on, like, a box out and layup. And that could really hurt a guy. Like, And I'm not a spring yeah. chicken anymore. I'm nearly 40. <laughs> you know, if I had fallen, I probably would have broken something. Or I would have never gotten back up. So I just turned around like, Matt. Don't do that again. I'm gonna fucking punch in the face. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Pat. First, I said it kind of jokingly, but not. But I'm yeah. like, <laughs> no, he said he kind of said he's like, 
Matt, I don't want to do this, but if you do that again, I will have to punch you in the it's face. It's just I like defending want... your brother. I don't want to punch you in the face, but you're going <laughs> to yeah, make such me a nice punch guy. I know he didn't mean to do it, but I'm like, please don't undercut me again. I'm looking at it. I look at <laughs> this unscathed. But Matt cracks me up on the court, man. You do. I love it. You can uh, take shit from nobody. It makes me happy because there's a bunch dude. of styles that we play with, too. <laughs> it's the best, though. I, I mean, that's honestly, that's what I love as part of the game. Like, because I'll be, let's be honest, like, I'm not, like, I, yo, I wrestled and boxed and, like, that was the shit I did, like, in the winter. Never really played basketball, organized, or I played, you know, street stuff. But there's a lot of times where, like, I break the rules and they're like, you know, that's uh, against the rules. And I'm like, I didn't know that was a rule, you know? <laughs> so, like, there's that. a lot of times I don't. Like, dude, I I just found out the other day there's a three second rule in the paint. Had yeah, no but clue. you know, if a guy's bitching about that and pick up, he's a fucking tool. Anyway. Yeah, if somebody's calling like, for right, right. like, be like, shut the fuck up and move me out of here, then jerk off. Like, <laughs> yeah. like we're four year old. It's that's like an illegal stream. It's like we're thirty to forty year old guys playing at seven in the morning. You're gonna call three seconds? You fucking yeah. nerd. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, that dude, yeah, that's exactly like that's kind of my thing. But no, I'm 100 percent with you. But I do love like when there's like guys that. Like, they train basketball consistently all the time, and, like, that's all they play. And if I, like, strip the ball from them, it's like, it I'm going to fucking you let you know. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, some like, of those oh, guys eat and breathe basketball like they're Kobe and Michael, and it's like, relax, dude. Like, you're not that good. So Yeah. there's Dude, but, like, there, I mean, don't get wrong. There are some guys that can play. You know what I mean? Like, we got but some I'll guys tell that you, can the play. Game, I'll, be, I'll be flat out honest with you. The games we used to have a few years ago were much really? caliber, for sure. We, we had some real – I mean, we were playing with like like out of the twelve or thirteen guys, probably like eight or nine former high school players. So like, it was good games. Oh, nice, damn. Well, hopefully, I mean, like, I feel like the caliber of the game. Oh, we're getting we're getting there. We're getting better each week. I've been there. It seems to be a little bit better, which is good. Yeah, yeah. No, and it, dude, honestly, the best thing about it, it's fun. It's competitive. Like, dude, we had today. I think we had like five five full court runs. And it was like, and then like, they were like, the, the scores were like 16, 14, 12, 10. You know what I mean? Like we we're playing to like 11, we we're playing to 16. And like, it came down to like the last shot, like, you know, next point wins kind of thing. So they were getting competitive. It was a lot of fun. Like they're moving the ball around. And, you know, I, I like, like, I think that's been, I, I, don't no, know. I, just, like, I just don't like the hero one-on-one stuff. It's like watching the NBA in the playoffs. Like I love basketball, but it becomes a one-on-one game at times. And it's like, I didn't come out here to play pickup to watch some dude dribble for 10 minutes every every game. It's like, come on, man. Come on, James Harden. Yeah. Pass the ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He drives it's me. It. He sure does. Can't wait for the season to start. Yeah. Yeah. The Celtics <laughs> and fucking Bucks are going to kill us. <laughs> uh, fucking Sixers. Sure. Joel's going to request the trade as he shouldn't next year. <laughs> Yeah, Poor guy. that's yeah. a great guy. That's a grab a beer kind of guy. Yeah, this has been a fun podcast. We could do this for a great one. Three hours. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, we could do this for a long time. Pat, happy can't wait to have you back, man. That. Um, yeah, I had fun. It was great. No, this is off, dude. I love to like. I put we have like an email chain for the basketball and like. You know, I put it out there and passed like, hey, man, hit me up. I'd love to be on it. Like, right away, I was like, dude, this guy fuck, this guy fucking gets it. You know what I mean? Like, he gets it, man. I love it. So, dude, I, know, nice. I know starting out in any line of business, you know, especially content is, it's a grind, man. And I respect, I respect the hustle. I always have. I guess that's why, I got you know, being a bartender, landscaper, sales guy, all that stuff. It's like, you respect the hustle. So, I'm happy to help if I can. Oh, my man. Hey, well, dude. This has been an absolute blast. Justin, anything you want to say before we get out of here? I mean, just like, you better, you know, knock it off, Matt, at all. Punch you right at that joke. Sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, 
you get it. I was gonna make a punch in the face joke. It's not good. I just, I just yeah. had a really good time. Dude, I'll tell you. I guess, I don't, Pat. I don't know if you were there. I guess it was two weeks ago. Me, I was, me and Ad, I was covering Adam, and I caught an elbow to the nose, and I just started gushing. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I dude. wasn't there for that. Oh man, I mean, Adam was... does. Adam likes to flail the chick. Adam's good people, but he does flail the chicken wing sometimes, no doubt. But like it was, but it was totally instant. Like it was, you know, yeah, it was probably innocent. He's not a dirty player. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I don't think anyone there really is, but like. I caught one to the nose, and I was like, "All right, time." Like I never call time, and I'll never call a foul. You know what You're I mean? Like, like the... you have to really hit for, hit me for me to call something. <laughs> yeah, and I do. I, I, I yeah, agreed. And then like, but I was just I didn't even call fouls. Like, all right, guys, time. <laughs> and I'm like got like blood all over the floor and stuff. I was like, all right, I gotta run to the bathroom. But like, <laughs> dude, got right back out, and had some fun. Like that's I think that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? Like that's just playing playing the game, having some fun, and doing the thing. That's what I love. You know. The word of the day was boat. Nobody said it. Oh, ah, fuck off with your word of the day, Justin. All right. God damn Sorry. it. Speaking of, well, Get speaking of, of Justin fucking off, this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle. I come today by the one and only J-Dub Justin Richardson. And our guest today is the incredible, the amazing, the awesome Pat Walsh. In case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can us on Instagram at Work Perspectives Podcast and join us on Twitter and TikTok at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workperspectives at gmail.com and please like and subscribe so we keep bringing you this sweet, sweet content. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks. See you.